0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an Awakened Man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello
1: everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today Today's going to be kind of a follow-up to an episode I did way back in 2018 about vaping, about Juul, the big vape maker. And it's fascinating because back in 2018, they were really at the peak of their of their revenue stream. And the episode was about how they target children intentionally, because vaping is seen as, oh, it's a way, they ostensibly will say it's a way to get inveterate smokers of cigarettes off of it and wean off into something that is is not as addictive, like vaping. But really, it was all a front because they want to target the kids to hook them on vaping because there's tons of nicotine they know nicotine is highly addictive so there's been some, some follow-up i wanted to glean off of a new york times article that came out on the 11th of october for fda halting illicit e-cigarettes is like catching vapor with a fist this is written by christina jewett she talks about jewel was once the cool vape blamed for hooking teenagers on e-cigarettes and is set to pay billions of dollars in legal settlements Then came Puff Bar, which was hot in high schools until federal officials began impounding those vapes. Then it was Elf Bar and Virtue Bar, Juicy Bar, Lost Mary, Lost Vape, and many more. The latest flood of illicit e-cigarettes is arriving from China in barbie core colors and fruit, ice cream and slushy flavors, and accounts for a major share of the estimated $5.5 billion e-cig market in the United States. The never-ending influx of vapes, some offering 5,000 or puffs per device, or escalating nicotine levels is exposed a gaping lapse in enforcement by the FDA. Shocking that the FDA would be caught to see it, be seen as incompetent in something. Which has authorized only a handful of options that line convenience store walls nationwide. Members of Congress, two dozen state attorney generals, and even big tobacco companies have stepped in and stepped up their calls for the agency to get the situation under control. Granted the latest pleas by the tobacco industry are viewed by anti-smoking groups as cringe-worthy affect a lockdown market share. But some others interpret the addition of these odd bedfellows as a sign of a market run amuck. And it's true, you know, I always laugh when I would see Philip Morris and these tobacco makers do the anti-smoking commercials. Because some people are like, oh, it shows that they really care. I'm like, well, no, they know that 90% of people who smoke cigarettes never quit. They have a contained market, so to speak, and they know that most people are going to get off. So it's all about what? PR, right? It's the optic of PR. And so is it surprising that the big tobacco people are lining up on the same side with anti-nicotine people and, and parents and all these things? No, it's PR. And also, it's true, right? If they can destroy the vaping industry, well, that's less competition. Agency officials said they had used every tool within their authority to crack down an e-cigarette outlaws, all these, these illicit companies that are smuggling stuff in from China. And is it shocking that China is bringing in drugs that are laced with stuff? I mean, no. I mean, this is what they've been doing I mean, look at the whole fentanyl epidemic, right? Yet recent fines issued by the agency topped out at almost $19,000 per violation, largely targeted, targeted a few products sold at each store. The agency's orders telling six manufacturers to stop selling certain products were directed at U.S. stores, some of which were in small towns. And although the FDA has fired hundreds of warning letters, the effect is barely felt. Flavored vape sales have surged 60% over the past three years to 18 million vaping products a month. When the FDA received expanded authority to regulate e-cigarettes in 2016, the objective was to draw a new line in public health. Smokers would have an alternative to traditional cigarettes and tobacco use among minors would remain at historic lows. However, seven years on, nearly 40% of e-cigarette users are 25 or younger. Shocking, because that was their whole intent the entire time. This is why they have, what, Bubblegum gum flavor, cookies and cream flavor, and all these things. The packaging is bright blue, bright pink, bright green, right, to target the kids to catch the kids' attention. The biggest problem, people see this, and the people at the front line really are high school teachers. And I know a bunch of high school teachers and vaping is just so prevalent because you look at Juul, it looks like a flash drive. These things are so small. They're so small that kids would just run into the bathroom and do it or they'll do it in class when no one's looking. and it, it, It's a humongous problem. In many places, it's the, the biggest problem that they're dealing with. And some people are like, well, you know, it's just nicotine. But again, the effects of this stuff overall is not good. A growing body of research shows that while vaping might not be as toxic as cigarettes, they are far from healthy, particularly for adolescents who become addicted to nicotine while their brains are still developing. The American Heart Association has raised the alarm about possible cardiovascular effects from e-cigs and called for more research. One recent meta-analysis reported higher heart attack risks in e-cig users than in those who did not vape or smoke anything. In recent years, the market has become to move toward high-volume vapes advertising 5,000 to 6,000 puffs with about as much addictive nicotine as is in a carton of cigarettes in one cartridge. The same nic level as a carton. The devices come in flavors that could appeal to younger adolescents such as Birthday Shake, Gummy Bear, and Watermelon Ice, and they've higher concentrations of nicotine than were found before. The prices have also dropped. Yeah, great. Calls for change have only grown louder. In a recent letter, state attorneys from various states urged the FDA to do something to deter this. You know, And then there's been a couple of senators like Richard Durbin who have been much more vocal about it. Even R.J. Reynolds, the maker of Newport and Camel cigarettes and the best-selling Vuse Vapes has invoked public health in a petition lodged with the FDA seeking official action. It asked the agency to prioritize enforcement of flavored disposable vapes. Blah Blah spokesperson for the company said that devices aimed at young people and minors threaten the efforts of Reynolds and others to convert adult smokers to e-cigarette users. No, please, please. Brian King, the FDA's tobacco center chief, said that the agency has ramped up warnings, fines, and injunctions on illicit vape makers, sellers, and distributors. Quote, it's a very complex chess match, not a game of tic-tac-toe, and we need to ensure that the actions we take are both scientifically and legally defensible. FDA officials met regularly with Justice Department prosecutors, Dr. King said, describing them as critical partners. Nothing's off the table when it comes to law enforcement. Please. In late September, the FDA announced 22 fines of $19,000 each against gas stations that received warning letters but did not stop selling Elf Bar products. Elf Bar is one of the illicit ones that come from China. Ooh, $19,000. That's not a lot. The FDA has required e-cigarette makers to file applications to sell their products and to submit proof that the products would be likely to compel cigarette smokers to switch, but not to attract new users. The agency has denied millions of applications and let some top-selling products remain on market, pending decisions. Two years have passed since a court-imposed deadline required the FDA to respond to all applications. The lengthy opaque approval process marked with legal challenges and defiance of FDA's devices has opened the door to shape-shifting influx of unauthorized vapes that come by air, land, and sea from factories in China where flavored vapes are outlawed. Funny how flavored vapes are outlawed in the country that makes them. What is irony? It's like it's like the parents of a lot of social media users. We had this episode back in 2019, how a lot of the, the CEOs of Snap and Instant, all these things, don't even let their own kids use those devices. And we have a really early episode way back in 20. 17 about how Steve Jobs, God rest his soul, never let his kids use his products. Why is that? Because they know that these things are deadly. But they have no problems giving it to the mass market. Right, so China has no problem, even though it's banned over there, because they're ostensibly be looking out for the public health of their quote citizens, they're not really citizens. But they have no problem sending it over here. Of course they don't, right? The confusing mix of product statuses has prompted the Energy Marketers of America, an organization representing retailers, including convenience stores linked to gas stations, to file a petition with the FDA seeking clarity about which e-cigarettes the stores can sell legally. Quote, and these are, of course, the lobbyist whores. Stores, quote, stores are well positioned to aid in the fight against illegal and dangerous products by keeping them off the shelves. It's a problem, look. I mean, if the application progress is clogged and the FDA, if you want to believe them, is doing their best not to allow any products from China that might be pretty toxic and might be laced with who know what, but they're clogged, a lot of these gas stations are like, you know what? We're getting these shipments. We're just going to order these shipments from China. They're cheaper. They're popular. And they're not going to care about their consumers. They're not going to care about the kids that come in and want to buy these stuff. They have the same level of nicotine as a carton of cigarettes they just want to sell their products so the fda is it's just like you know sending these letters and not really enforcing it and what can they really do i don't if they find every convenience store i think most of the owners of these convenience stores are going to be like look we can still make more money trying to do this black market and just take our chances because the fda isn't big enough to enforce and 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 fine every gas station in america so who do we blame for this? I mean, this is capitalism at its worst, right? These manufacturers in China see a market. Every drug maker in the world sees the market in America, right? And so they're just making the products. And The FDA is you know, nominally trying to stop these illegal drugs from coming in. It's kind of like illegal immigration, right? There is a there is a pathwork to legal citizenship, but it takes a long time to go through the official routes. And so since there's such an insatiable demand for cheap labor in America, there's a supply and demand. So you see illegal aliens coming abroad or coming over the border, not waiting for paperwork because there's such a demand. It's the same thing here. So look, in closing, just, I mean, I don't don't need to say this, but if you have teenagers and preteens, the age at which they start sampling this stuff is that age. So you got to get them have a talk with them, tell them it's highly addictive and try to keep them away from situations where they're even be tempted to do this. And a lot of it is the friends they keep, you know, you're judged by the company of, of, of those that you keep. And it's kind of the same thing here. You have to kind of watch out for your kids, friends and see if there are any of them going to introduce this stuff. Cause as mentioned, once you get on it, it's so hard to get off of it. So just knowledge is power as always. Guys, Please rate and review if you haven't done so already. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. The other one is a link to the website, which hosts all four of my podcasts. And as you know, maybe you don't know, my movie podcast, which has 200 episodes, has been moved over to YouTube. So if you're curious as to what I look like. check out the same thing. Until next time, take care. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than need. Until next time.